Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. Thank God. Thank God. I hope that never happens again. In Jesus' name. I remember making a bold declaration. I didn't I didn't prophesy the end of COVID with a, a date, but I I proclaimed it's gonna get weaker and weaker and weaker. Come on, somebody. And uh, can we just thank God for his love and his grace, man? Come on. What a wonderful time of worship. How many enjoyed that worship time? So good. Love it, love it, love it. So I have this thing that I have been doing for years. And uh, as a pastor, I say, uh, you know, the song, it's my party, I can cry if I want to, right? So I say, it's, it's my birthday. Technically, today is not my birthday. Tomorrow is. And if you're like me, you take advantage of it for a few days. Come on. Some of y'all, a whole month, right? A whole month. Yeah. Come on. Who goes beyond a month? Narcissism. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you and destroy narcissism. Amen. I mean, so tomorrow's my actual birthday, but I have this thing that I've been doing for years. I say, it's my birthday. I can preach how I want to. Thank you for two golf claps. There's two people that enjoy my preaching, but I'm not going to really preach today. I'm just going to share for a short time. And then we're going to worship some more. And if it's anything like first service, we got hit with a tidal wave of the glory of God's presence. It was to the point where I could hardly play the keyboard anymore or sing. And Sarah came up with me. Lenny's going to help us this service. I said, Lenny, my left hand was trembling under the weight of the presence of God. And uh, I, I just, there's a lot of things I could say right now about that and what the Lord is doing, but there's no doubt that he has marked this Sunday. Uh, Even the last couple of weeks have just been marked. How many sense that? And uh, and so today I'm going to share a couple verses with you. Um, And so if you have your Bible, open up to Psalm 22, and uh, and we'll try to finish this here in just about five or ten minutes. But I I really want to share this because it goes really in, in heart with what uh, John shared too about taking our coats off. And, uh, and I want to talk about worship. And, and because my birthday's tomorrow, I'm just like, you know what? This is who I am. I, I'm a worshiper. Uh, I'm, I am the, you know, the David. Like, I, that's just who I am. I've always been that. I was a worship pastor, a worship leader before I did anything in ministry. Um, and, and the Lord has just marked my life in the times of the secret place where all I wanted to do is just be in the presence of God. So I really have a love for the, the presence of God. And I believe that God's people should be lovers of his presence and gather around the presence of God. And we love the scripture. We love fellowship. We love all those things. But how many know the centerpiece is meeting with God? Psalm 22, the psalmist begins, and he, he begins to, it's, a, it's really a, a cry of desperation. It's the verse that Jesus quotes when he's on the cross, bleeding and dying for all of humanity. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
in the first century, just a side note, when, when a rabbi or somebody would declare the beginning of a psalm, it was comparable to declaring the name of the psalm. They didn't have the psalms in numbers like we do. But it would be like me saying over somebody, Psalm 23. If you think Psalm 23, what do you think of? The Lord is my shepherd. And you think about the message of the psalm. So Jesus was declaring this, and he wasn't saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In one aspect, he was in his humanity, feeling the, the weight of sin. But if you read the whole psalm, it was about God vindicating his servant to where David writes, you have not hidden your face from me. But I want to read verse 3 because right in the middle of this, it has a dual meaning to where the psalmist is venting and he's almost saying like, God, why have you forsaken me? I'm crying out. You're not around. Can I just paraphrase the Bible a little bit here? In Psalm 22, he's crying out and then he says, but you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And then he begins to talk about the faithfulness of God. In some translations, it could be translated like, God, but you're up there sitting on the cushions of praise and we're down here suffering. But at the same time, the psalmist writes and he says, but you're wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. So the psalmist is being honest, but at the same time he's saying, and he uses a word praise. And the word praise is not the praise that we sing I don't know why this mic's doing that. I'm trying to fix it at the same time. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was my earrings, but I'm not wearing earrings. <laughs> Jesus, we bless this mic right now. Amen. Did I just break it? Did you hear that? Oh, gosh. It's not a cheap mic. That's Oh, there we go. A little better. So the word praise is not the word praise that you read on the screen and you sing. The word praise is the word tehillah. Say tehillah. Not tequila. <laughs> Some people said tequila. They're like, nah, 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 nah. it's a pastor's birthday. Nah, 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 nah. Tequila, right? <laughs> the word tequila is not the pre-rehearsed praise. It's not the praise where we have said it over and over again. I'm going to say amen at the right spot. I'm going to sing hallelujah because it's on the screen. It's a praise that's spontaneous. When you don't feel like praising, you praise anyways. One translation says, but you are, listen, it's my birthday, I'm going to preach how I want to. But you are still, come on somebody, holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. But you are still holy in the midst of the chaos. You are still holy and worthy of praise. And you are enthroned, you reign, you inhabit the spontaneous praise that comes from my belly when I don't feel like praising. Oh man, I feel, I feel a preaching anointing right now, man. I could just run with this. There's something about worship. And it's the worship, I love what John said, like are you here for me or am I here for you? I, there's something about worship where it doesn't matter what we feel, what we experience. We're here to meet with God. And sometimes we've got to lay aside our prayers, needs, and wants and worship and turn our affection to Him because He's worthy of our praise. Listen, we have a lot of needs and we have a good Father that loves to give good gifts to His children way more than we could comprehend. Matter of fact, you read through, Jesus is like, hey, 
ask the Father anything in my name, and you can have it. I'm not talking about name it, claim it. I'm talking about a good father that loves to give good gifts to his children. And good gifts are from the Father. Every good and perfect gift is from heaven. You know, like a wife. Praise God. I found a wife, and I found favor. Oh, a lot of favor, too. Come on, somebody. Woo! So much favor. Can't even comprehend. Almost 23 years. Gifts from God. If you ask, he'll give it to you. If you ask the Father. But sometimes we worship for the sake of getting instead of the sake of just being the sake of being in God's presence. So let's take our coats off and just be in his presence. Psalm 73, one of my favorite psalms. Again, this is, a, this is not David, this is Asaph. And Asaph is being honest. And man, we need to be more honest in prayer and in praise. He says, truly God is good to Israel from verse 1 to such as pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled, my steps nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Then he begins to vent a little bit. And he's like, I don't understand. I'm looking at the wicked, and they're prospering. And I'm serving. I'm one of the chief musicians, right? Like Asaph is the man. He's the man. He's one of the worship leaders. He's like, I'm serving and then he goes on, he says, have I cleansed my heart in vain? If we were really honest, we've all thought that before. Every single one of us. And then he goes on, he says, all this bothered me. I was vexed. He's talking about the wicked, and he's just like, they have everything that their hearts desire, and I'm over here, you know, what am I, a clown? Come on, I'm paraphrasing. The psalmist is like, what? Am I here for your amusement, God? Come on. Goodfellas, hello, Joe Pesci. Anybody watch Goodfellas in here? Yeah, all right. Only the Italians. Thank you, John. <laughs> like, God, what, what's going on? And then he said, all this bothered me until I went to the sanctuary. When you, with a heart of worship, like David, say, better is one day in your presence than a thousand elsewhere. I have loved the habitation of your house, the place where your glory dwells. And because it's my birthday tomorrow, I don't want to just preach a little message. I want to worship. And I want to invite you to take your coats off. I want to invite you to worship, not because you need something, not because you want something, not because you're believing God for something, but just because you want to meet with him. Because there's nobody like him. He's holy. And he inhabits the praises of his people. In Matthew chapter 6, you can come up, guys, if you want to come up, Lenny and Sarah. When we begin to worship, I, I, want, I want you to feel welcome right here, face down. Just welcome you. If you want to bow down, you can stand if you want as we begin to worship here in just a moment. But in Matthew 6... It's a story where Jesus is being followed by the multitude, and it says they followed him because of the signs. And then it says they were hungry. They're in the wilderness. You guys know one of the gospel stories here in, in John 6 of the feeding of the 5,000. And uh, it says that there was a little boy, there was a young boy that had some, some fish and loaves. Come on, somebody. 
I love that, that it was just a young man that, ha- that had something that Jesus was about to multiply. What a promise, right? And then they, he fed the 5,000. Then there's this obscure verse, and I just, I, I just want to touch on this for a minute before we begin to worship, where it says, the multitude, want to f- they wanted to take Jesus by force and force him to be king. Why? Because they wanted the benefits of the kingdom without knowing the heart of the king. Sometimes we do the same thing with worship. God, would you come down? Would you heal? Would you set? And I love signs, wonders, miracles, all that. But can we turn our affection to him just because he's amazing? This morning I got wrecked. Is it working? Is it working? Oh, it's working. Woo, glory. I almost got raptured just now. This morning I'm leaving my office and I'm like, I have icons in my office, beautiful icons. There's just one icon of Jesus that was uh, it's from the Eastern Orthodox Church and it was done in Greece and it's, it's an older one. It's very old. And, uh, and I just looked at the face of Jesus to the best of we know. He looked Middle Eastern. He wasn't like the white Jesus with blue eyes. It wasn't the Mormon Jesus. No, I'm not trying to make fun of that, but it was a Middle Eastern Jesus, right? Come on, somebody. Some brown skin. Come on, glory to God. And, uh, and it was like I was overcome in that moment by the goodness of Jesus. I'm like, And I just started, it was like the joy of my salvation, man. It was like, thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. And worship just came out of my heart because he touched me when I was 17 years old. And today's my birthday, the day I was born from my mother's womb. But there's another birthday that I celebrate in June, and it's when he breathed life into me. And there was this thankfulness the Lord just branded my heart, just simply thanking Jesus. Are you thankful for his love and his mercy? Come on. Listen, let's praise him. Not because of a benefit. Let's praise Him. Not because of a blessing. Come on. Let's praise Him because He is good. Because He's gracious. Because He's a Papa. And He deserves our affection. He deserves our praise. Let's stand up together right now. Would you just lift your hand? Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.